The Start On Demand. On demand. Interesting development at the Forks. A hot dog stand has been replaced with a hot dog stand. Skinner's got the boot in October, and now Wiener Peg has taken its place. Rage Against the Machine is coming to Winnipeg. That inspired a conversation. What show would you like to see that might surprise those who are close to you? I.e., they wouldn't have associated that musical act with you. Because I think a lot of people are going to be surprised by just how many fans from different generations come out of the woodwork to see this show. I'm Brett McGarry, alongside Greg Mackling and Loren McNabb. We are Mackling, McGarry and McNabb, and this is the Tuesday, February 11th podcast for The Start. Just looking up at the chart that tells us our top stories at cjob.com and globalnews.ca slash Winnipeg and number one with a bullet, Rage Against the Machine. Coming to Winnipeg. Oh, that makes me laugh at that. I I wasn't looking at the same chart and I was going to delay just to see where you're going with this. I would have guessed about 19 other stories before this one. Yeah. And then Timmy's like, no, that sounds about right. Why, Why is it funny? I don't know. I just like, you know, there's all sorts of things going on in the world and we have all sorts of things we're going to talk about this morning. And I kind of appreciate the idea that the one that's catching people's attention is not serious at all, unless you're very serious about getting tickets. Yeah, this is going to be a huge show. They're coming to Winnipeg May 7th. And uh, because like the, the age range, I think that is going to be excited about this band is going to be massive. It's got to be two or three generations. Two for sure. Three, possibly, maybe even four. Uh, their their music is still popular with young people today, and I'm 50, and I remember the first time I heard them, I was like, give me more of this. So their yeah. first album would have been what, early 90s? Oh boy, yeah, for sure it would have been. I'd have to look that up. I'm trying to think. I can remember the oh, exact yeah. 90, place. 92. Yeah, I was going to say, I can remember the exact place I was when I heard Rage Against the Machine for the first time. And, uh, wow, that, that's a big concert announcement. And it came at an odd time yesterday, about 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Usually we get those things about 7 a.m. local time is when we let you know about them. But that concert announcement came in the middle of the day yesterday. That's right. And uh, they're going. the tickets are going on sale Thursday morning at, through Ticketmaster. And I think, yeah, one of the reasons why this band has endured so well is, you know, they're, they're a political band. They, mm-hmm. uh, they really do stand for their namesake. Right, they rage against the machine, and their music's just cool. And as a side note, the Couch Potatoes original theme song was Gorilla Radio, (laughs) which which was I think fitting for that because I still remember when when uh, Jeff Braun and I pitched that idea to then program director Vic Grant. We we figured we'd be shot down in flames. And to our surprise, he said, yeah, sure. So it felt kind of like Guerrilla Radio for 680 CJOB at the time. So I've been actually been thinking about bringing that song back. So we'll talk more at 645 about a concert that you would like to see, a musical act that you would like to see that might make people look funny at you. Not because it's a weird choice, but it might be a choice that most of your friends mm-hmm. or people that know you don't associate with you that, that think it kind of odd. That you would choose to maybe line up for tickets, not that we line up for tickets anymore, but would be want to be first in line for tickets to this act. Yeah, so. like, that, one of, like one of my buddies uh, and a former colleague uh, from of ours from CJOB, you might remember the name Sean Angus. He is perhaps the calmest person I know. 
He's the most sort of soft, I don't want to say soft-spoken, but he's very uh, formal and polite. And when he first told me he loves Slayer, oh, yeah. I thought, <laughs> really? That's like, exactly it, though, because it's the, uh, so people who you think are into metal aren't into metal, or people who are into punk aren't, and that's what makes it so fun. Especially when you go to the concert and you're watching them and you're, and you're like, you are not who I thought would be sitting beside me well, tonight. Our- or the opposite. You think they're metal and they want to go to a classical, you know, we'll go see the WSO do something. So that's cool. One of our colleagues, Sam Thompson, who um, if you saw him, you'd sort of right away assume he was a hippie. And <laughs> <laughs> like straight up, Hi, Sam. straight up. And uh, but the musical taste he has, I realized that we used to go to some of the same punk shows at the West End Cultural Center back in the day. And he knows a couple of guys that I know that front punk bands in the city. And so it's kind of interesting because I mentioned a guy's name and he goes, oh, yeah, I'm friends with that guy. I'm like. <laughs> How do you even know who he is? Oh, from my punk days. I'm like, okay, we have a larger conversation to have here. <laughs> from my punk days. From my punk days. <laughs> so we'll have that conversation at 6.45. And at 7.07, we're going to have a conversation about the fact that Loren McNabb is craving hot dogs right now. And I think a lot of us will be craving hot dogs in about an hour's time or five minutes' time when I get done explaining this. But here... <laughs> Uh, you know, I don't have a I don't have a problem with change. I just was I thought it was pretty funny yesterday when I saw the headline coming from the Forks own blog that says now serving quality hot dogs with Wienerpeg. And the reason why we're talking about this is about three months ago, we were telling you about the iconic restaurant Skinner's basically being told to get lost at the Forks. You know, they didn't want to renew their lease. They had been there for 30 years. So we all figured they were going in a more high-end direction, maybe, or something different. And they've replaced Skinner's. They've replaced a hot dog restaurant with another hot dog restaurant. Is there anything more Winnipeg? No, it's classic Winnipeg. It's like uh, it's Winni- also classic for so many Winnipeggers to be super upset about it. Oh, and I like it. I love yeah. the passion. The loyalty to the local brand is terrific. Uh, Winnipeg Stadium, Winnipeg Arena. We were very good at uh, naming things very innocuously, if that's the right word. At Winnipeg Arena, couldn't have gotten more boring. Boring Wiener Peg. I can get behind that though. And yeah. I'm looking at the pictures. I mean, these hot dogs look. They look good. They look fancy. They look gourmet. Locally sourced ingredients from farm fresh vegetables to ethically raised meats. So perhaps the the forks liked having hot dogs there. They just wanted to go a different way. I mean, yeah. when we when we spoke to them months ago, they just said, you know, the, the lease was up and there was an application process and someone else had a different or better application, right? It just it was a funny thing to think about hot dogs being replaced with hot dogs. Now, clearly, if you look at the pictures and we're going to get a story up online as soon as we can, they're different. They're offering something different for sure, and hot dogs can be and someone's going to yell at me for saying this. They can be gourmet. Hey, you I have a, a gourmet hot dog. I had a Jets dog the other day for the very first time, and finally. Which one did you get? Like, what was on it? I didn't go fully loaded. I like just had pierogies and all that kind of stuff on it? No. no I kind of wish I did, though, because I, oddly enough, I was still hungry right. after. Like, Should've that's a big that dog, one. but I only had, I just had the bacon bits, nacho cheese, mustard, tomatoes, or pardon me, ketchup, I, I guess tomato-based. But, <laughs> uh, uh, so, but that, hey, that was probably as fancy as a hot dog as I've ever had. I've never had a, a hot dog that big, that's for sure. So yeah, they're good fun. hot dogs. So you could do a lot with a hot dog. They're obviously trying something different at the Forks. And if you've been to the Forks recently, it's not the Forks you went to when you were 14, 15, back in your Rage Against the Machine days. It's not the <laughs> no same question. Forks. They no. made some changes and, and, you know, like, I like a lot of them. It's just hot dogs been replaced with a hot dog. 
But we continue the global news series Canadian Health and Wellness now with our very own Richard Cloutier because there is an explosion of fitness options in Winnipeg. Canada-wide revenue last year was $4 billion and continues to climb. So in this latest installment of Canadian Health and Wellness, Cloutier looks at the growth in our city and asks, how long will it last? High energy, kind of a crazy workout. Leah Bracken is getting her sweat on. Almost every day, it's either at a spin class at one of the small boutique storefronts that dot many Winnipeg neighborhoods. Into spin originally, and I found that it was just easier on my joints. And then I got into outdoor cycling, and then it became that the spin was good training for that. For a well. long established, so... locally owned yoga studio, to the new $30 million, 80,000 square foot Altia Active Fitness Center in Bridgewater. It's got a Starbucks and a smoothie bar and a Himalayan salt room and. It has every class. I actually cannot get over the number of classes. It also has classes available all through the day, which is different than a lot of places I've been to. And um, I have the flexibility in my schedule now to like go to a workout at one o'clock in the afternoon. So to have a, a place that offers yoga at that time is really nice too. Um, and it's it's amazing. The facility, I just actually can't get over it. Um, it really makes me wonder how everybody else is going to compete. Well, I think like any industry that has a massive boom, like we're seeing with the fitness industry right now, not everybody makes it. Chris Moocher is with Collier's International. He's taken a look at the fitness industry in Winnipeg and just how much more real estate they're taking up. Traditionally, if you go back past five years, we would see the odd new entrant. Many times it was in the two to 3,000 square foot range. Um, you had the YMCA's, you had Shapes here as the dominant player and, and really not a lot of other options for people. And within the last few years, specifically in 2017 and 2018, we had over 150,000 square feet of new fitness users come to the market. And in 2019 and into the early part of this year, we're gonna see another 200,000 square feet which is, you know, largely based from some very big players, Altia Active, Good Life with multiple stores, and one that's 60,000 square feet at the refinery district, which will be their largest in Canada. We've seen the opportunity to grow, um, so we came to Winnipeg. And, and a service uh, with Planet Fitness. Based in the United States, the firm caters to novice and casual gym users. They're now in six it's countries. Judgment-free zone. Um, it just means that, you know, we focus more so on general fitness. Most of our members are going to be like first-time gym users, so we do try to create that comfortable and non-intimidating environment um, where everyone can work out. There's everything from bare-bones discount operators to what Altia is bringing to the market and what Good Life's looking to bring in their, in their new store. Just like society, there's people with different levels of disposable income, right? So the fitness industry is really now a wide-ranging swath trying to offer something for absolutely everybody. But I still will probably attend other places because I like the variety and I like it seems like there's different people and I've met a lot of people through my kind of fitness journey. But how long will there be that variety? Moocher says enjoy the ride while it lasts. There's lots of concepts that work for a short period of time may have extreme success out of the gate but does it last for 10 years does it last for 15 probably not the 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 big players are very calculated and have have the backing and the 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 wherewithal to make this work um i i see the casualties more in some of those early adopter 
operators that were were first into some of the suburban markets to offer something very unique and different five to ten years ago and that now with a lot of these larger call them mega fitness centers popping up they just have such a large catchment that i think they're going to push some of those smaller operators out eventually 680 CJOB's Richard Cloutier with the latest installment of the global news series Canadian Health and Wellness. And I know Cloutier in the last two, three years has gotten himself into great shape. Mm-hmm. He does a lot of spin class. Yep. Uh, I haven't. Have you done that? No. And so those classes have become super popular. I just signed up. He mentioned the Althea Fitness Center that's in the south end of Winnipeg. I just signed up there last month. Great brand new facility. They offer all sorts of classes, but the hard part on our schedule is that the the best classes are usually in that traditional 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. zone. And I'm very much the person, like, I drive past the gym, and so I have to either stop and go to that gym, but I'm not driving past it, going home, and then coming back in for some class. I know enough about myself to know that that doesn't make sense. But the spin classes are huge, those sort of orange theory classes where it's like high-intensity interval training that you'll do for 45 minutes or an hour are really big now. Zumba is still big. Uh, at, at my gym, they have like a anti-gravity fitness where you climb into these ribbons of cloth and move your body. I don't even know what oh, it is. Neat. I don't even dare try it. Like I'll probably hang myself. Like it's just <laughs> something disastrous will happen, but they're trying all the time. Jeez. Well, I just mean I'll hurt myself like nothing violent, but it just, there's all sorts of things that they, they keep trying to one up one another with the things they're offering. And I was saying to you guys this morning, I can't think of any other commitment, non-commitment commitment I've made as many times in, in my 40 years where it's been, I like, sign up for a gym, go for two months, pay for another two years, yep. quit, come back to it two years later, try something else, and you just keep going and going. And even if you're not a gym person, you might be, uh, beach body videos are still really huge. People will sign up for the beach body where you pay like 50 bucks a month for a subscription for videos to do in your own home. The things I have in my basement that I pretend to get healthy with are hilarious. With all these fitness fads, the ones that are in particular popular, say for the last four or five years, is it not perfectly clear that the key to success for most people has to do with a class and doing something with other people because Peloton is got to be the biggest fad there is right now. That's the equipment, right? That's the bike. That's the cycle. But the key to it, apparently, in terms of you being successful and enjoying it, is the fact that you join not a literal but a virtual class. Mm -hmm. And so you are interacting with a trainer. And you know what's going on in the class. And so it's that sense of doing it with other people that seems to be super key for folks. Or the idea that I tried one of those classes a couple weeks ago uh, with a friend where you you have a trainer kind of walking around talking to you. And, and when you go by yourself to the gym, you're rarely working as hard as you would if someone's kind of going into your ear. Like she comes up to me and she's like, is this really as fast as you can run on this treadmill? <laughs> she doesn't say it like that, but that's basically what she's saying. And you're like, no well, cattle prod? it's not, but uh. so you like crank up the vault, you know, you, you crank it up when you're in a class and when you're on your own, it's very easy to just be like, eh, I'm going as fast as I feel like going right now. Mackling, McGarry, McNabb, Braun, Poitras, Fortier. The news yesterday afternoon, Rage Against the Machine, announcing a world tour with eight Canadian dates, including Winnipeg. And I think the 
initial perception for many will be why is CJOB talking about Rage Against the Machine? But these guys have been around since 1992, and the age range that will be interested in this show is massive. Well, I'm just sitting here going blue, green, yellow, blue, green, yellow, chicka, chicka, playing Guitar Hero. <laughs> and I know my kids are playing. This song is for the original Guitar Hero. My kids play this song all the time and love it, and they love it loud. That My kids would totally go to this show. Yeah, so I think this is going to be a show that maybe a lot of people are surprised by how people are getting excited. Uh, you know, someone you might not normally think of as a Rage Against the Machine fan. So that got us asking the question, which concert would you like to go to that maybe your friends would think is kind of weird? Not because the show is weird, but it's weird that... They don't associate it necessarily with you, and and they've prejudged you and what kind of music that you like. What so about who, you, Bron? I put a start? clip in there. Play it. All right, let's <laughs> give her. Good. This would, is a good call. I would pay $500 to go to an ABBA concert, for real. Yes. Yeah? There's Absolutely. a reason why they've been offered a billion dollars to tour, and they've turned it down. Is there anyone on the planet that you wouldn't do a 100-night tour with for $250 million because you just can't stand to be around them? No. No. Like, the hatred must run deep within the ABBA is race. That the, is that the problem? They, no, really well, they used to bunch of They all used to be married to each other and got divorced, right? So... Oh God! This song, this concert would have you so happy, so happy oh, by yeah. the end of it. I think there, there, there's talk that there might be some new ABBA music this year, though. So five new songs, and they, and they've talked about doing a like a hologram tour, avatars they call it. But <laughs> <laughs> but they've been talking about that for five years, and nothing's come of that yet. So who knows? I, I don't know that I'd want to go to the hologram tour. But. Van Halen recorded uh, music on on separate land masses once upon a time because Sammy Hagar and Eddie Van Halen hated one another so much at different times. So it can be done. Doing a tour is, I guess, a different thing altogether. All right, Cam, what's yours? Uh, Jeffrey, play the clip. I got it here, Jeff. Oh, okay, there you go. All right. Oh. I love Kid Rock. Kid Rock. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely love Kid Rock. I used to, whenever he had a new album, I'd really? go out. Yeah, absolutely. I'd go out and buy it for his day, play it back to front hundreds of times. Rock and Roll Jesus, one of my favorite albums of all time. I love Does your Kid mom Rock. Know? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Oh, no. It's like it's like a family get together. We all get together. We listen to Metallica what? and Kid Rock. <laughs> like while your dad cooks a goose or whatever? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I, can't, I can't even reconcile these two See? thoughts. Yeah. Really? Oh. This segment is going exactly as I actually saw him on my 17th birthday. It was a great show. All right. Open for Bon Jovi, right? Uh, no, he actually was headlining that time. He had uh, Matt Mays open for him. G-Mac, shall we go to you next? Go right ahead. so serious? This is a great oh, concert. Wow. Now, when you have to love pink. 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 When you were talking about the moving in the fabric stuff at the gym... That's what Pink. she does in her concerts. Yes. yes, and sings at the very same time. She's such an athlete. She's such a performer. Her voice is magical. Her songs are so... Like, I love the... the uh, 
positive energy. She's yes, got. positive energy. But her lyrics are are very digging. Like it's very subversive. Almost most her music. I, I just love her. Now this is having the opposite effect to me. Cam's kind of shocked me. Yours is. I can actually picture you in the shower, just you know, like pepping yourself up in the morning, hands in the air, like put on some big boys, and like yeah. I feel like that is like you're not so secret jam. All right, All right. Okay. let's go to Lorenz. Louis Armstrong? Yes. I was given this album when I was like 15 or 16, and then I couldn't stop listening to it. Like for years, it's just Louis Armstrong's greatest hit, so I'm not pretending to be some huge Louis Armstrong fan. But so my ABBA album is. Yeah, but something about his music and the way he could play, I would just give anything to go to this. Fortier, what's yours? Mine is... This is Dead Mouse, but EDM. I want to go to more EDM concerts. Ah, the electronic dance music. See, as a, drum, as a drummer, people go, oh, you know, you listen just to rock, that's it. But no, I'll listen to pop, EDM. I like a lot of this stuff. You want to, you want to feel the bass drop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. But, yeah, as a drummer, you want to just go to that guy who's like, push the button. Push the button. Have some fun. <laughs> push another button. <laughs> the metronome does all push, the work. Push, button, button, push, push, button, button. All right, well, let's see if this one throws off. This is my pick. This is the show that I would like to see. Yes. That, that should be great. Britney Spears. I love Britney Spears. And I, I saw Christina Aguilera in Las Vegas in June, and it was a spectacular show, but I was always on Team Britney out of those two. So she's not the best singer, but she is an amazing performer. I heard she's awesome performing show. at Lip Sync Fest coming oh, this God. summer. I can, I can now picture Brett coming into work in the morning in a Chevy. Is it a Chevy Cruze? What yeah. is it? Just got this Britney going. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> Britney. Um, <laughs> let us know which concerts you would like to go to that might make your friends go, really? After Global News at 7 o'clock, a hot dog stand is replaced with a hot dog stand. Jeff Braun with Global News next. In our previous segment, we had a conversation about which concert would you like to see that people wouldn't normally associate with you, like where Jeff Braun says, I want to see ABBA. I would pay $500 to see ABBA, and that caught McNabb off guard, or Cam Poitras, like Kid Rock, and McNabb didn't see that one coming, although she did see it coming when Greg said he liked pink. And we found the word he was looking for. Greg said something about how pink is very empowering, and I, I said I could see Greg wanting that or are you wanting that because the the message is so nice from yeah her. it is and it, it like i say it's subversive sometimes the way she goes about it but i just i love her message and her whole life story and the way she conducts herself she's a she's a hard ass and i love that and she's sweet and powerful and so talented all at the same time you know you want to say oh she's a talented no no she's not a talented woman she's a talented performer and i would do just about anything to see her so mad when i missed her when she was here about four or five Five years ago. So anyway, I digress. Kevin, the garbage man texting us at 204-780-6868. He says, two acts I would crawl over broken glass to see. Nice. Our tool saw them once and Tom Waits 
who I've never seen. Don, meanwhile, and we got a couple of texts like this with acts that we've never heard of, and so that's why we're glad we asked the question. Don says, I'd love to see Tony O'Kay come to Winnipeg. My firstborn already thinks I'm wacko for listening to him, so we had to look up Tony O'Kay, an American singer-songwriter who has released eight albums. His songs have been recorded by Al Green, Aaron Neville, Burt Bacharach, Bonnie Raitt. By the way, Bonnie Raitt coming to town with James Taylor, Bell NTS Place, April 21st. We have two tickets to give away for that at 8.45. We're getting a bunch of great suggestions here on text. Another great one from Denny is the idea that, and and he says, try as I might, and as I might be expected to hate Miley Cyrus, I just can't. I probably couldn't afford a ticket, but if someone had an open seat, I'd fake sick to get the following day off work and go. And then he added, for clarity, I'm 260 pounds of fat, fur, and faded tattoos. And the top played tracks on my playlist are Ramones, Motorhead, and Misfits with some side tracking to things like Linda, Linda Ronstadt. But that's the kind of point. We were talking about like people, you have this perception. So he's this tattoo guy. You think, okay, he's going to be rock or metal. And he would go see Miley Cyrus, who is kind of rock. And she's rock and roll. She's edgy. She's super yeah. talented. But I am on board with the Linda Ronstadt. Uh, uh, if only Linda Ronstadt were uh, touring again. Love to, to see her. She would be a top 10 for me, for sure. And one more here. Uh, this one from Al, who says, My friends and peers see me as a more classic rock guy as I go every year to... Rock in the field of Minnedosa. Why wouldn't you? So they would probably raise eyebrows and cringe at my guilty pleasure for the classic 90s rappers like Naughty by Nature, <laughs> House of Pain, Snoop Dogg, and the Beastie Boys. Very nice. So keep those texts coming at 204-780-6868. Kevin the Garbage Man also made a comment about hot dogs, which, LOL, Kevin, we can't really share <laughs> what he had to say. Uh, but we got to talk now about hot dogs and make you hungry, Loren. And is there a difference between the kind of hot dogs you can get or could have got or will now get at the Forks. And we're talking about it because it was just a few months ago that we shared with you the news that an iconic iconic restaurant at the Forks was closing its doors. Skinner's, which of course is known as the home of the world famous hot dog, moving out after it was essentially told by the Forks to move on. It's terrible, you know. We've been here for 30 years at the Forks and, you know, they're just getting rid of pretty much all the, the, the old stores that used to be here. So it's really upsetting. Skinner's owner tells Global News they found out in July that the Forks would not be renewing their lease. It's a baffling situation for us to know, you know, what did we do wrong? So at the time, Skinner's told CJOB it was asked to put it in a business plan. And that's apparently something that hadn't been asked for in the past, and it's 30 years at the Forks, so it did submit one. But other restaurants also put in proposals, and this week the Forks revealed who took Skinner's place. It's called Wiener Peg, and yeah, its main items is is wieners. Yeah, well, here's a story from the Forks' own blog. Hot dog lovers rejoice. Wiener Peg is now open to satisfy all your hot dog needs with locally sourced ingredients from farm fresh vegetables to ethically raised meats. A hot dog from Wiener Peg is sure to be one of a kind. Now, the hot dogs do look amazing. All sorts of uh, things on them. Sauerkraut, cabbage, if you like that sort of thing. What looks to be beet shavings, all sorts of different combos, as well as gluten-free, plus they have poutine as well. But we did have a laugh when we heard about this yeah. because it was such a brouhaha. And the the idea was that because the Forks has gone more, is high-end the right word? Or at least different, it has all sorts of different foods. There's Simons or Simons, which is steak. There's, they've got like a really uh, more upscale uh, a la carte restaurants. Uh, they have the, the whole common area with the different 
beers and wine. And so the idea, I think, in everyone's head was maybe they're just moving on from hot dogs and they're not. But it's tough to beat a hot dog. St- and we said, said, you still need something like a hot dog at the Forks. No question. Because if it's still going to be a family place, then that might be the only thing my kid will eat. So I, 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 I get the idea, and I get the idea of having a locally sourced restaurant and all those kinds of things. It's just it's fascinating that we went from hot dogs to hot dogs. I was um, frantically searching through my phone for the picture of the item at the uh, Hartwall Arena in uh, Helsinki that I took. Do you guys remember me telling you about Nakamuki? Nakamuki. A cup of relish, essentially, with three hot dog wieners stuck in it. And this is something that you can get at hockey games uh, in Finland and in Helsinki, at least at this one arena. That's all it is. There's no bun. It's three wieners in a cup of relish. Okay. Yeah. That sounds interesting. Yeah. It sounds, you know, it's a different take on a hot dog. And maybe that's what Wiener Peg is doing. Just a different uh, take on a traditional favorite. And the guy behind Wiener Peg, one of the guys behind them is uh, Stefan Zinn. And he's also behind another eatery Mm. at the Forks, Red Ember Pizza, which is excellent, by the way. I believe that started just as a food truck before it got its location at the Forks. Yeah. So, I mean, it's still another local business, and that's great to see that those guys really getting an, an opportunity or second opportunity, I guess, at the Forks. Yep. I didn't realize that they were the same company. Yeah. I just, one of our listeners actually pointed it out. So I just uh, double checked the post, uh, the Forks blog post. And sure enough, the name Zinn is there. And uh, yeah, I mean, their the pizza at Red Ember is good. And these hot dogs do look great. So certainly by pointing this out in no way is an indictment of Wienerpeg. And uh, it's just, it's, it, it we were not expecting a hot dog stand to be replaced by a hot dog. Stand. It's just a Winnipeg thing. Uh, one of our listeners uh, just said, Katie, good thing you guys are talking about hot dogs. I'm going to the half moon for lunch today. <laughs> I am so jealous. Uh, I love that. I've moon. been saying since 4.30 that now all I'm craving is hot dogs and I don't care where they're com- coming from. Now, we asked Skinners to come on for their reaction to this, and they said they weren't able to come on this morning, but did say in a text to me last night that they regret that they're no longer at the Forks. As he said, we miss being able to serve our loyal customers. You can, of course, still get a Skinner's hot dog at Lockport. Yeah, they've got two locations. Right. They've got one on either side of the the highway. They have the stand that sort of runs right along the highway, and then they have the one that's on uh, River Road, sort of down. Uh, which is I, I, I like that one because it's you know you get to go in and sit down. And well, can you go in and sit down on I the other one, or is it just a them. stand? I don't know because I've o- I only go to the old one when I go because okay. I like to see Jimmy Skinner's. Pictures, the old hockey memorabilia, and that sort of thing. That's what draws me to that location because it's like a time machine. It's like a museum of for hockey fans in there. They've well, got we, an arcade too. Oh, well, there oh, you that's go. Right. Honestly, just like a grown-up ten-year-old, <laughs> yeah. yeah. a tall ten-year-old. Sometimes I love <laughs> like you with your Britney Spears yes. and your and your arcade games and your. Yeah. I'm getting Brett a roll of quarters <laughs> for his birthday. Yes. That would be perfect. Anyway, we we'd love to hear what your feedback is on this, on whether it's just the hot dog debate or what's been changed. All the changes at the Forks. There's all sorts of people who weighed in on the Forks Facebook page about what they thought about this addition. What I think about the changes at the Forks, and the Forks is going to join us at 8.35 to talk about replacing hot dogs with hot dogs and what else we might see at the Forks in the months and years ahead. Also at CJOB.com, you can now read the story, The Forks Replaces Skinner's Hot Dog Kiosk with Wiener Peg, 
another hot dog kiosk. And Lorraine McNabb, we're going to the Forks now, are we not? Yeah, we want to get down to the Forks to figure out what was behind this decision. Some of you weighing in this morning with the idea of saying, like, wait a minute, uh, we didn't want hot dogs, but we did want hot dogs. Or what was that issue here? And other people talking about it's a, a good change because people like the changes that are happening at the Forks. Larissa Peck is the manager of marketing and communications with the Forks North Portage Partnership, and she joins us now. Good morning, Larissa. Hi, good morning. Okay, so we were talking a few months ago about the idea that Skinner's, which is home to what they call the world's famous hot dog, had been at the Forks for 30 years and then was basically essentially uh, moving on because the Forks was going in a different direction. The direction is another hot dog establishment. So what gives here? What's going on? Yeah, um, well, we're really excited to welcome Wiener Peg uh, to the Forks Market. Um, They opened for business yesterday. Um, and they're serving a really fun menu of classic hot dogs and french fries. Um, and they're using all locally grown and ethically raised ingredients from right here in Manitoba. Um, everything from the wieners to the toppings, um, like the relish and the sauerkraut and everything. Um, and some drinks on top, like root beer and a, and a creamsicle of orange soda, um, are made in-house. And I think that judging by yesterday's lunch, I think people are excited to see uh, something new there. Larissa, some people are going to be saying, hey, couldn't you have worked with Skinner's who'd been there for 30 years to bring their concept in line with what you're seeing with some of the other terrific concepts? I don't think you're going to get too much pushback on the success that the Common has brought and the changing vibe. The whole atmosphere at the Forks, I think, has changed over the last four or five years overall. But I think there are some people who are wondering about this idea of loyalty. And could you not have worked with the folks that had been there for so long to to have them bring their concept into your vision? Uh, yeah, I, I totally hear what you're saying. Um, I think change can be challenging sometimes. Um, and uh, when leases end, um, which is the case with Skinner's, um, we have an open RFP process that, uh, so like a request for proposals that invites local businesses to apply, which includes the current tenants. Um, so in this case, um, with guidance from our food hall advisory committee, uh, Wiener Peg was the su- successful concession in this situation. Was it, 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 Some of our listeners are asking, does this have anything to do with uh, gluten-free options or other dietary options? Was Wiener Peg just more... Uh, providing or willing to provide different options? Yeah, I think that there's certainly um, uh, lots of dietary concerns out there these days, and and it's really exciting for us to have these kinds of options at the Forks Market to be able to accommodate. Of course, Wiener Peg is not the only um, um, concession at the Forks that has those kinds of um, menu items. Um, but, yeah, their menu is it's it's exciting and fun and pretty... pretty um, small there's like relatively few choices on it but um lots of the the local factor is really exciting and um i think it's something different for all of winnipeg um we don't have a hot dog vendor that's making you know all local like locally sourced and using all local ingredients and uh, made in house hot dogs and the whole toppings and buns and everything you mentioned the locally sourced is that the difference then because at the end of the day at the top of the interview, it was also the idea that, you know, it's got traditional staples, hot dogs and French fries. Well, that is what Skinner's was serving. So kind of back to Greg's point, were they given an option to add 
locally sourced products um, to their menu, given their 30 years of loyalty, or is this just about giving somebody else a chance? Yeah, it's a great opportunity to give somebody else a chance. Skinner's was a fantastic tenant. And yeah, as you say, they had a 30-year run. Um, And this is uh, a great opportunity for a new young entrepreneur to kind of follow in their footsteps and have have the same sort of success um, in the Winnipeg or Manitoba market too. Um, and I think that that's part of what uh, what we do here at the Forks is um, give um, many businesses an opportunity to uh, take that first step or or continue serving their fans and that kind of thing. Looking at some of the pictures of the hot dogs that are served at Wiener Peg, it looks like uh, there are some pretty fancy ingredients here. But Loren was saying Skinner's was a great option for her family because her kids, you know, it's an easy thing to get kids. So does Wiener Peg serve like just basic hot dogs or is it all kind of the stuff with these sort of almost gourmet type options? Yeah, um, so they certainly have a flair for presentation. Um, their, their dogs look great, um, but they're totally just kind of classic dogs. So, uh, you know, you have your New York dog with the, with the, with the um, sauerkraut and mustard. Uh, that's kind of just straight up. They have, you know, of course, you can have just a, a plain hot dog um, at a very reasonable price of four ninety five. Um, you can also go for a corn dog, which is a gluten-free option um, and something that we haven't had here before. Um, and, and, of course, French fries and poutine and that whole, that all the sides. So, Larissa, what's next for the Forks, just with uh, all the changes? And once again, uh, I don't know if anybody's lamenting uh, your desire to make the Forks be- better at all. I just think this one particular instance for some people is is a, a little bit uh, tough to take this change. But what is next in terms of the vision of the Forks? And are there any other uh, RFPs in the offing uh, that you're looking and exploring to to bring some other exciting things and changes to the, the market and to the property itself yeah of course um we always have the like the open rfp process is always something that it's on the go um and we're looking for um businesses to submit um really at any time um and i think that people can expect to see you know um over the like our former model involved very very long leases and this model that we're working with today in in 2020 um uh, we're seeing shorter leases and therefore i think people um can expect to see change on a somewhat more regular basis and um both upstairs and downstairs and all around the site how long were they before and how long are they now speaking of those leases and their changing terms um well they they vary and there's no like like I can't tell you exactly any specifics, um, but I think you can imagine the forks was relatively the same for uh, 25 to 30 years in in terms of the leases there. So um, yeah, we're seeing uh, it, we we're not locking anyone in for 25 years at, at this time. All right, Larissa Peck, Manager of Marketing and Communications, the Forks North Partnership, joining us live on 680 CJOB. Larissa, thank you for this. Thanks. Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb, we have two tickets up for grabs for James Taylor with special guest Bonnie Raitt at Bell MTS Place on April 21st. Here is your question for this morning. The average temperature of this is 105 degrees. What is it? That's uh, 40.5 Celsius. I was going to say Fahrenheit or uh, Celsius. So let's try Pierre at 204-780-6868. Pierre, good morning to you, sir. 
Good morning. Uh, that's a tough one. Uh, uh, average. Ten- you know what? Um, uh, <laughs> a shower, a real hot shower. Let's go. Oh, yes, yeah, that's it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta be honest. I didn't think you were gonna get there. Nice. You, that, are you for real? The answer is your morning shower. Yeah, I was thinking about that. Like forty degrees is hot, but I mean. You know, you want your shower to be warm, mm-hmm. and that's the average, right? Like I, uh, ten years ago, uh, my girlfriend at the time, she always hated how mild my showers were, and and she would. How like, would she know? What's that? <laughs> oh, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. She sometimes the inquiring temper- Sometimes the know? water temperature would be milder, and sometimes it would be warmer because she liked it super hot, and I couldn't handle it. So, uh, but so that's the average. So maybe I'm under 40 degrees. But hey, Pierre, good guess. Awesome. And that show's going to be hot. It's going to be sizzling. Attaboy, Pierre. Stand by. We'll put you on hold, buddy. Jeff Forte is going to get your information after. uh, Well, we're going to put you on hold. We'll get your information right now. Also, stuff up for grabs. A reminder that on the news with Richard Cloutier and Julie Buckingham, Valentine's Day giveaway all week long on the news. You can win a $100 gift card to Ben Moss. And Hal Anderson Afternoons has a $20 gift certificate for Santa Lucia Pizza. And the Sports Show with Christian O'Mell, two tickets to the Winnipeg Ice versus the Edmonton Oil Kings at Wayne Fleming Arena on February 19th. We're, of course, going to be doing our CFL free agency special starting at 11 a.m. That'll be on Facebook Live. But yesterday, with all the news of Willie Jefferson signing that two-year contract with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, James Patrick, the head coach of the Winnipeg Ice, signed his own three-year contract to stay in Winnipeg in his hometown and coach the Ice for the next three seasons. So that's a big move for the Ice, some stability behind the bench, and to have a hockey legend like James Patrick in the fold uh, for as uh, long as they've already had him, and then to secure him for another three years, great move by the Ice. Yeah, I'm just looking at the standings right now to see where the Ice are. So they are still in the hunt. They are in second place in the East Division with 63 points. The Prince Albert Raiders have 65. So the Winnipeg Ice having a marvelous season. That's a tight one. Brandon Wheat Kings in third place with 59 points. So. That's going to be a fun race to the finish. It'd be neat if they played in the playoffs at some point, a battle of Manitoba mm-hmm. in the Western Hockey League for the first time and forever since the old Winnipeg Warriors faced off against the Brandon Weekings. I'm trying to remember if they ever played one another in the playoffs. I, I won't say whether they did or whether they didn't back in the early 80s, but uh, this would be something else for sure. Tyson, one of our loyal listeners, sent a great text message. He says that his wife bathes in molten lava. (laughs) And again, Tyson, how how do do you know? know? (laughs) A lot of joint, uh, joint, joint things happening. Loren, it's an environmental move. It's good for the environment. Uh, I enjoyed this conversation. I wanted to ask Pierre if uh, he had a partner. He knew uh, her favorite shower temperature. Our last uh, listener, oh. our winner. No, oh, he's gone. No, I know. Pierre, if you're listening, shoot us a text at 204 780 Whose shower is hotter? <laughs> and, uh, oh, well, and Sandy, 
Should I read Sandy's text? Yes. All right. Sandy says, hey, Brett, why would your girlfriend care how hot you have your shower is unless she's in there with you? LOL. Well, I just got I a text why, message Sandy. from one of my friends who says, how would she know? <laughs> Smiley laughing emoji. Yeah. Priceless. Yeah. It was always fun uh, having when we would do the switch. With a, when, okay, now it's your turn under the shower. Oh, it's too hot. Or, sure. Oh, it's too cold. Sure, the switch. Well, we're just, you know, you got to mm-hmm. take turns going back and forth. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'll All just right. Shut my mic off before I say something I shouldn't. Oh, that well, you turn it up. When you do that, though, it's usually really funny. <laughs> I get all red. And the people don't know at home how red in the face I get. Yeah, they start to like slunk down in my chair. I'm like, oh no. Don't your say your it. face, your face, and the red light that indicates your microphone is on, like become one. I can't even <laughs> see the light there. What were you gonna say, Loren? <laughs> We're no. off the air now. No, I can see. <laughs> you okay. can say whatever not, you want. I'm not new anymore, man. You can't fool me with that one. <laughs> Something monumental is coming to Global TV tomorrow night. The landmark 40th season of one of the biggest reality TV shows of all time. <laughs> Survivor Winners at War debuts on Global tomorrow night. And ET Canada's Sangeeta Patel got to visit Survivor Island, and she joins us now live on 680 CJOB. Ms. Patel, good morning to you. Good morning. So what are you allowed to tell us? Because I'm guessing the CBS SWAT team is going to come after you if you reveal too much. (laughs) That's a really good point. Yeah, I have to be careful of some of the stuff I saw. Uh, But it was absolutely amazing being in Fiji for season 40. This is the season everyone is going to be watching because they're bringing back winners. Uh, which we didn't expect it to happen because Jeff was against this whole idea of bringing winners back. Uh, but everyone said yes. So you're going to see some of your favorites going back 20 years ago. Uh, Poverty, Boston, Rob. We're going to see Sandra, Natalie, Amber. Everyone coming together to win $2 million, which is the largest in TV history. Did you get a sense of, well, first of all, how long were you there? I was there for a week. And did you get to speak to any of the contestants? We spoke spoke to every single contestant, which was so interesting for me because they didn't know who was on the male side and the the males didn't know who were on the female side. So I was kind of picking at them to see who they would want to be there. And they were really all excited. A lot of them were nervous, too, because 20 years ago, what were they doing? Or uh, they've all grown. They've become parents or they've changed their job. So um, for me to be able to talk to all of them and also talk to Jeff and meet him on the tribal council set, it, it was just it was so cool to see the way they make this show. Now, I loved your answer on the question. And if you can head to our website, people can check out the ET website as well and your visit to Survivor Island and your favorite contestant you're most excited to meet. Uh, I loved your answer. Tell everybody who it was. Poverty. <laughs> Why is that? Because... Oh, my gosh. Okay. Everyone loves her. I didn't understand why. I mean, what is it about her? I saw her walking by. I'm like, okay, fine. She comes and sits down with me. And the minute you look into her eyes, I was convinced she was the queen. She has a sense of pulling you into her energy. And I'm like, I understand why this woman is so sexy. And I understand why this woman has a way of winning this game. And I think she's going to take it far. She really is. Yeah, she is devious, so uh, you got to watch out for her. Now, this show, this show is not as big in the U.S. as it used to be. It's still a solid performer, but uh, I think it's like top twenty. But in Canada, it remains one of the most popular. Typically, it's like the second or third ranked show of the week. So, why do you think that is? Why is Survivor still so big in Canada? 
That's a really good question. I think I think with Canada, we love Big Brother. We like these reality shows. We like to see how people are, I guess, conniving because we're not conniving. Maybe we're learning from them. Uh, but Survivor has been such a big show, even in the U.S. We still see them sitting at number one sometimes with CBS. I think this year, uh, for everybody to be able to recognize some of these winners going back. I mean, you think about where were you 20 years ago? I was 20 years old. What were you guys 20 years ago watching this show become a show? Um, so I think people are just kind of obsessed to kind of see how their relationships happen, how they play the game. And I, I think that's just the Canadian way. I think once upon a time there was a suggestion that if they really wanted to play Survivor, they should go to northern Manitoba or to the Northwest <laughs> Territories. But um, the choice of outfits would be limiting and maybe not as appealing to those watching at home. Is there is there something to that? A parka over a scarf. What would you pick? <laughs> Watch on TV. Uh, that's a good point. I mean, you, you could change it up. Maybe you have to survive in the cold with a scarf on. I don't know. But, I, you know, maybe there should be a Survivor Canada. Maybe that's something we should do. Now, you got to go to Fiji for a full week. Is it all as good as it looks on TV? Because there has to be parts of it that could be a bit daunting if you're playing the game. Maybe not as a visitor, but as a contestant. Yeah, you know, it was interesting. I kind of stepped back a little bit because I was overwhelmed to see the team. There's over 500 people working on this show. There's over, I don't even know how many cameras there were there. Uh, but everything is legit. You are watching exactly how the cameras are shooting. They don't stop. The minute the contestants get off the boat to do the competition, it's real. Like, that all is just real time. And you have to trust your directors. you got to trust what Jeff Probst is doing as well. So it... It was incredible to see how they actually need to survive because the second day when I saw some of the contestants, they were deprived of water. They were deprived of food and you could see the sun and the heat was already getting to them and the paramedics check on them to make sure they're okay. But overall, they are trying to survive to get that $2 million. ET Canada Sangeeta Patel, who visited Survivor Island. You can read more, see more at etcanada.ca. We have linked one of those videos to our 680CJOB Instagram story. Sangeeta, thanks for the visit. We appreciate this. Thanks for having me. So jealous that you got to do that. But you can watch the show, Survivor Winners at War, tomorrow night on Global. I was trying to try and come up with a sports correlation. Like, this would be like going into the dressing room of fill-in-the-blank team anywhere in the world for you. Yeah, like this would be an incredible adventure to go and cover something like that and to see it with your own two eyes, put your toes in the sand. I oh can't my figure word. out where they. She said five hundred staff members and all these cameras that she couldn't even figure out. Like in terms of the numbers, how do they not? How do you not see some of that? I know there's a ton of editing, and I get it's a super highly edited show, but at some point, wouldn't there just be a camera guy walking in? through the background that you would see you never see that yeah probably I think they have sort of behind the scenes videos uh, on CBS's website but yeah 500 people I didn't realize it was that that's like monstrous. a small town yeah yeah Jeff Probst calling all the shots Survivor. he's the mayor he's the mayor of Survivor Island which is back tomorrow Survivor winners at war can't wait Hey, thanks for listening to The Start Podcast. We are available on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe now and never miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, rate the show, tell us what you think. 
And hey, even tell a friend about the podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Greg is at GMACWPG. That's G-M-A-C-K-W-P-G. I am at Brett McGarry, B-R-E-T-T-M-E-G-A-R-R-Y. And Loren on Twitter is at McNab on Global. And on Instagram, at McNab on CJOB. Talk soon.